planet Ryloth invaded. Subjected to a brutal droid occupation, the people of Ryloth are starving under the blockade of a Separatist fleet. Evil Separatist leader Wat Tambor now rules with an iron fist. Answering a plea from the Senate, the Grand Army of the Republic mounts a bold offensive to liberate the system. It is up to Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka to make way for Obi-Wan's ground assault. Greetings once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 44th blockade-busting episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible or so inclined... And listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are so absolutely critical in, in helping a small show like us uh, stand out, not get lost in the shuffle of all that uh, that content that exists out there on the internet. And uh, they, they also mean the world to me. So I thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. And remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora. We are on Amazon Music and Audible right now. So many, many options Pick your favorite and have a great time. All right, we're back with another stellar episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and I, th- I think I think we've been waiting for this one, right? If if, if you've watched the show before, uh, and you know, and maybe this is your first time going back to to season one, you you probably remember that this this uh, this three part arc right here is one of the high water marks of the season, and and uh, it, it's a really nice three part episode. We're starting with with. Uh, season 1, Episode 19, Storm over Ryloth. Original air date was February 27th, 2009. And, yeah, it's going to be a good one. We're going to have a lot of fun for these next three episodes because uh, I really enjoyed this this three-episode arc, and revisiting it was was a good time as well. So let's kind of get into the show proper, shall we? You know, you know, And you know what that means. you, you got one important thing you got to do. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Admiral, four more enemy cruisers have joined the blockade. You've got to warn those fighters. Commander, we've been caught in a trap. You're overreacting, Admiral. I can get us through. Blue Squadron, stay the course. We're all set, Blue Leader. I'm ordering you to return to the ship. We're going to need your help. Ahsoka, it's too risky. Get your pilots out of there. All right, as I said, Season 1, Episode 19, Storm over Ryloth. Original air date, February 27, 2009. Our plot this episode is... The Separatists have invaded the Twi'lek home planet of Ryloth. Anakin and Ahsoka lead a squadron of fighters against a Trade Federation battleship commanded by Nemoidian Captain Martuk. And uh, that's a very basic plot of, of this episode. Uh, this episode directed by Brian O'Connell, who we've, we've uh, seen direct several of the really nice episodes over this course of the season. Uh, our writers this episode, main writer is George Christick. With uh, Henry Gilroy as a supervising uh, story editor and Scott Murphy as, a, as, again, a supervising writer. So, again, names we are very familiar with at this point in the season. Uh, they kind of have their 
writing team honed in by this point for season one. We'll see how many of these names carry over into season two. I think that's going to be a really interesting aspect when we when we get to the next season. Like how many of these names uh, uh, stay with us as, as far as behind the scenes, behind the directions and, and writing and, and the general storytelling. I mean, we know Dave Filoni is not going anywhere. He and Lucas are uh, intimately involved in the production and the creation of every episode of the series. Uh, but what changes do they make? What, what adaptations do they make to a fan reaction after the first season of this of the series? And that's going to be something we're going to make note of, we're going to talk about as, as we get into season two of the show. Uh, our episode, our, excuse me, our cast for this episode, once again back as Ahsoka Tana, we have Ashley, Ex- Ashley Eckstein, excuse me, my goodness. Matt Lanter returns as Anakin Skywalker. Dee Bradley Baker as the Clone Troopers and Captain Rex. Corey Burton takes picks up the slack this episode. Corey Burton is like the the the, the, the like the utility man of this of this show. He does so many voices for it. Uh, this this week he is Martuk, the Nemodian captain of the Trade Federation blockade. We have Matthew Wood as the battle droids slash Watt Tambor. Tom Kane is our narrator and Admiral Yularen. Admiral Yularen is a character we are going to talk about in more depth down the road because, uh, well, he's one of the characters who transitions from the Republic to the Empire, and we're going to talk about his fate. Uh, James Arnold Taylor's back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. And Tim Brock is the medical droid TB-2. All right, let's talk about this episode. I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it, about this character, because we've seen him before on the show. And I am referring to Watt Tambor. And Watt Tambor, you know, is a character that uh, had a unique visual style about him. Uh, you may remember him from Attack of the Clones. He is there on, on Geonosis. He has like the weird uh, like metal voice oculator thing of a jigger. Uh, he is a, a male Sakoan, that's his species, and he, uh, he runs the Techno Union and uh, is an executive of the Bactoid Armor Workshop. Bactoid Armor Workshop is a part of the Techno Union, obviously, and they came to Geonosis. They struck a deal with the Geonosians to put the, the droid foundries on the planet and... Uh, Basically, the Technic Union and, and Bactoid Armor Workshop are, are, you know, they're weapons designers. They they pick droids and guns and tanks and ships and all kinds of good stuff like that. Uh, but Watt Tambor is is a a member of the Separatist Council and and will later become what is also known as the Council of the Independent uh, Planets or Independent Systems or whatever something like that. You know what I'm trying to say. Once they try to formalize themselves into something that's not a a uh, well, I don't want to say a terrorist group, but as as you know, as someone who, who they think they're they're doing. Okay, listen, let's not let's not try to paint the separatists as as they, they think they're doing some kind of noble thing by freeing and liberating these planets. They're in it for profit. They are profiteers in in, in this war, and that is sort of their bottom line. But but Watt Tambor is an interesting character. He has an interesting visual look, and 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 he's one of those characters that you know you'd only see him in a little bit in episode two, and then later in episode three. Um. But he just, I, I always thought he had a really unique look about him, and it was something kind of, there was something very kind of Flash Gordon-y about him, which makes a lot of sense, knowing Lucas's uh, history with, with the, like the Flash Gordon serials back in his time when he was a kid. Uh, and, and so I kind of like that unique aesthetic that he has, and that that very, you know, Robbie Robot kind of voice. And, and I, I think, so he's kind of a throwback to me. And again, one of the reasons why I always thought he was a visually interesting character. Uh, in this episode, he is... The he is the basically the leader of the of the separatist forces that move in on the planet Ryloth and uh, is be, is appointed or self appointed the Emir 
of Ryloth. And he's basically there to pillage the planet for its resources and valuable uh, valuable contents. And, and uh, that's not a good thing. And Ryloth is an important world to the Republic. So they have dispatched Anakin and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu to attempt to liberate. So th- th- this three-part arc is sort of broken down into the three parts of the invasion. You have to break the blockade, which is this first episode. And then Obi-Wan, in the next episode, has to break the, 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 the ground defenses so that Republic forces can land and then enact the third part of the plan, which is the third episode, and which is basically the liberation of the people of Ryloth. And Mace Windu heads up that operation. And we're going we're, gonna to... That's going to be a fun one to talk about because we're going get, to get to have a little chat about Mace Windu. And I'm really looking forward to doing that. Uh, this episode... Uh, you know, let's let's get to our Jedi Forging cookie right away. It is a rough road that leads to the heights of greatness. Uh, that is an important Jedi Forging cookie for this episode because uh, one of the strongest aspects of this episode, the sort of like the central driving part of this episode, is is Ahsoka and uh, her early failure here. This is this is one of one of Ahsoka's early tastes of defeat, of of making poor command decisions, of trusting her ability uh, in the face of overwhelming odds and, and being wrong. And uh, it's, it's one of these episodes, we talked about it when, when we first started doing the reviews for Star Wars The Clone Wars, about how we were going to come across these pivotal episodes that took Ahsoka and helped endear her to a fan base that initially was very much against her. And uh, listen, I'm not going to pull any punches. It was basically my generation of Star Wars fans that were against her. We were... We were very set in our ways. We liked Star Wars like we liked our Star Wars, and we were not prepared for a character like Ahsoka. But Dave, Dave Filoni and George Lucas, they, they had a plan. And, and this is one of those episodes where you see, uh, you, you see Ahsoka make a, a grave, poor decisions, poor, poor and grave, <laughs> grave decisions <laughs> that cost the lives of, of the clone troopers uh, under her command. And it affects her, and it weighs on her, and it shakes her to her core. And, and it's, it's her ability to uh, eventually process that and bounce back um, as, because everyone's seen, you know, Rex and the other commanders are, are seeing this now indecisive Ahsoka and being Anakin's Padawan, she knows that she has to, Anakin has a plan and it's up to her to make sure that it gets followed through because the, the clones are thinking that maybe they shouldn't be trusting Ahsoka at this point because they see how shaken she is. But, Ahsoka bounces back, and Ahsoka is able to get it together and and follow Anakin's plan, even though they it, even though it's a crazy plan, even though it's a crazy crazy plan. Uh, that's the the strength of this particular episode, and and the strength of this opening chapter in this Ryloth trilogy. There's a lot of really neat uh, character stuff in, in built into these couple of episodes. Uh, you know, next week you get, you get some interesting character stuff with some of the clone troops, and then obviously we get to explore a little bit of Mace Windu in episode three. Or the third episode of this series, I should say. Excuse me. All right. So, so yeah, Ryle has been blockaded by by separatist forces. I, I have a question about blockades in 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 Star Wars, and I, I I am turning to the wonderful people who listen to this podcast because I I am I am a hundred percent positive that you are all smarter than me. I <laughs> there. In, in Star Wars in particular, and this happens on Star Trek too, and, and, and a lot of other sci-fi, it's, it's, and I don't know if it's just because they don't, they don't think that uh, we as an audience can, can, rational, can understand the three-dimensional 
space of 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 space. But everything's on like this kind of like uh, a, a plane, right? Like everything's like flat across. And and in in my mind, I'm just like, why don't they just go up and over and around or come around the the backside of these planets to to get past these blockades? Now, perhaps that has to do with hyperlanes and and some other things. But it's just one of those kind of little quirks about about a lot of sci-fi, not just Star Wars in particular. That I, I always sort of wonder about is like, well, I mean, you could just come in from a different entry point, right, and be be on the other side of the blockade in no time. I'm probably oversimplifying things. I again, I turn to the audience who is far smarter than I am. And probably understands 3D space much more, much better than I do. <laughs> Anyways, but it's just one of those things I can't help but think about it. You, you, you sort of notice the way everything kind of happens on a flat line in space in, 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 in the Clone Wars thus far. It's, it's just an interesting observation, and I don't mean it as a, as a criticism at all. Because, again, I love this show. So do not think that I am attacking the show. All right, let's go ahead. Oh, actually, we're not going to play our first clip just yet because uh, this is we want to establish that this is ah- Ahsoka's first command. She's going to lead a, a starfighter raid against the blockade, attempt to crack the blockade so that they can land Obi-Wan's forces on the planet. Uh, and again, like we talked about, Ahsoka extremely confident in her abilities to do this, despite the fact that uh, our, our Nemoidian ca- captain has, has sprung a trap as four more Separatist ships spring out from the other side of the planet, which is maybe why you don't attack from the other side of the planet, because those other ships were waiting there anyways. <laughs> but Martuk has sprung a trap. Uh, Martuk is, we are convinced that Martuk is a somewhat uh, a capable captain. He seems quite up to the challenge of dealing with the Republic forces, and he seems eager to engage uh, with Anakin Skywalker once he begins to realize that these are Skywalkers battle cruisers and and he excuse me immediately assesses uh, Anakin's battle history that they are aware of and he, he formulates interesting plans and strategiums to go against Anakin which I thought was uh, a really unique uh, idea for for a, a uh, commander in the separatist army to kind of have a record of Anakin's previous actions and and to be able to sort of if not predict at least anticipate that Anakin is an unorthodox commander and will probably attempt to do something Rather unorthodox. Uh, okay, so Ahsoka's pl- uh, plan, uh, her attack, her attack, her her uh, battle, her fight against the blockade goes poorly because of the trap. The trap is sprung. Ahsoka ignores the order to retreat. We played that clip already, and it's uh, it's a bad decision. It is a bad decision by Ahsoka, and uh, it leads to. As, eventually, as as they as as Ahsoka finally gives the order to turn the ships around and head back to the battle cruisers, uh, it's too late because uh, forces are the separatist forces are up against the Republic ships, and uh, in 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 a scene that is completely evocative of the image from Return of the Jedi, where the A wing crashes into the bridge of the of the star destroyer of the super star destroyer, uh, we get a, a a vulture droid crashing into the bridge of of a Republic cruiser, in, in, injuring Admiral Yularen. And, and sending Anakin flying through the air as well. Uh, so once Anakin, or excuse me, once Ahsoka is back on board the ship, uh, she has to deal with the. Well, I don't know the right word I want to put here. The just the the she has to deal with her decision and the consequences of that decision that she made. And um, I want to play that clip for you right now. So let's go ahead and, and let's go ahead and hit that right now. Ahsoka, I am very disappointed in you. You not only disobeyed the Admiral, you disobeyed me. I thought I could knock out those battleships so when Master Obi-Wan arrived, he could get through. 
I know you meant well, Snips, but there's a bigger picture that you're not aware of. First rule of war, listen and obey your superiors. But sometimes you get carried away. All that means is that I understand what you're going through. But I failed. It was a trap, Snips. It wasn't your fault. I lost so many of my pilots. Take heart, little one. That's the reality of command. All right, so there it is. There it is. Uh, Ahsoka's uh, emotional distress at, at, at what she's caused, the lives that she cost by making a poor decision, and, and how it affects her. And, you know, it should affect her. She's a young Jedi. She's a, she is still a Padawan. And she's very, very young. And, and this is her first command, and people have died now under her command. Now, it's not as if she hasn't seen uh, death firsthand at this point uh, in, in her Jedi training. But to be the one responsible for, for causing it, to, uh, to, for it to be uh, the, men under your, the people under your own command and dying because of your decisions and your, your, your poor decisions, your, your inability to follow orders to retreat, that would have saved lives. That could have saved lives. Again, something could have gone wrong. We don't know 100% for sure. You can't say that without with certainty. But Ahsoka's defiance, Ahsoka's overconfidence, uh, uh, this is important to her development. This is important to her becoming what I in my, what I have talked about before, how Ahsoka sort of becomes the embodiment of all the best things of the Jedi by being not a Jedi. And and this is sort of one of those, those first steps she has to take in, in understanding... And, and assuming responsibility, and we, we, we get a little bit more about that uh, as and when when Anakin lays out his plan for for breaking the blockade and what he's going to do to break the blockade. Now that uh, they've they've suffered uh, a setback in their in their attempts to get to Ryloth, and, and so they can help those people. And uh, you know the, the episode's fairly straightforward, so I don't need to go through so many of, of the bigger beats of the episode necessarily. But again, you know you have this uh, this shaken Ahsoka. And, and you're going to hear, because we're going to play the clip when, when Anakin, Anakin begins to lay out the plan, and you hear the, the doubt in her voice and the, the lack of, of confidence and the lack of self-belief that Ahsoka has because of what she has just done. And, and it, it's, it's her ability to overcome that so that she can do what needs to be done, so that she can help Anakin you know, break this blockade and rescue Anakin before he gets killed. Uh, it, again, this says a lot about that character and her resilience and... and uh, how maybe she's not up for it necessarily in in some sense, but how uh, she is is going to uh, uh, rise to the occasion, and it's really great. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's let Anakin lay out his plan here, uh, and and I'll probably chime in a little bit here and there uh, as as they make their way through the the hangar. You know, Ahsoka arrives back into the hangar deck and sees a buzz of activity. And, and, and she wants to know what's going on as Anakin's like directing clones and leading an evacuation of one of the cruisers. So, so here we go. Anakin's going to break it down for her. You said we couldn't just smash through the blockade. I decided that's partly true. You also implied that my plans put a lot of people at risk, and I agree with you on that one. That's a first. I decided the only way we can break the blockade is if I pilot the Defender right into their battleship, take out the commander. What? This way, I'm the only one at risk. Besides, the Defender is damaged already. You can't be serious, Master. It's a crazy You'll plan. You'll die. <laughs> no, I won't. That's where you come in. The enemy can't stop that ship from taking them out. R2 and I will get in an escape pod and jettison right before impact. But the enemy fleet is right there. I know. And I'll pretty much be defenseless in an escape pod. So, I'm depending on you to engage the remaining fleet with the combined forces we have here. 
Master, I... Uh, I can't. If something goes wrong, I, I can't be responsible for... You are responsible, Ahsoka. These men are depending on you, and this time, so am I. But Master, last time I Attention! Thought... Everyone! Here Attention! We go. Here we go. All right, men, listen up. I'm taking over the Defender, and I'm leaving Commander Ahsoka in charge. She'll lead the second half of the mission when we engage what's remaining of the blockade. Try to leave some ships for us, General. <laughs> will do, Rex. Now, Commander Soka will fill you in on the full plan. Master, wait! Good luck. Master! Awaiting orders, Commander. And Ahsoka's still not ready for this burden. I'll be on the bridge. Well, you heard her, boys. Back to work. Come on, move it! Move it! All right, there we go. And, and Ahsoka, again, you can still see. Uh, not quite prepared just yet for, for what is to come. Uh, as, as far as breaking this blockade and what what is being asked of her by by Anakin, and you know I want to talk about Anakin a little bit. We've we've talked in prior episodes about how much I enjoy this this version of Anakin. Uh, um, I, I still have my criticisms and critiques of, of of Hayden Christensen's performance in episodes two and three, and um, more so in two. I think honestly, like I I, I rewatched um, a Sith Revenge of the Sith recently, and and. Uh, he's much better in that, and I, I I don't think it's his fault in two. I've said it before. Uh, not there's some scripting issues in in Attack of the Clones that uh that don't work for me personally. That being said, I love this Anakin. I love this this confident, decisive Anakin Skywalker, leader of clone troopers. Uh, uh you know, a a sort of symbol of 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 you know. I don't know, the Republic, I suppose, in, in a sense. He's sort of like this poster boy for the Republic, you know, in a sense. And I, I like that. I like that version of him. This this one that's... He's come around to to being Ahsoka's master and, and trying to help teach her and, and uh, make her a better Jedi by mostly just believing in herself and having the confidence to do the right things that she's shown the ability to do in the past. Uh, so I think this is a strong episode for Anakin as well as, as a teacher. Uh, you know, we, we've we've had some other episodes earlier where, you know, you see Anakin in a little bit of that, of that uh, arrogance and overconfidence that we had a taste of in Attack of the Clones. And, the, again, that's an important through line for that character. But it's kind of nice to see this version of him as well that's uh, a little bit more uh, grounded and a little bit more, uh, um, I don't know, of a, a traditional Jedi, for lack of a better expression. You know, a little bit more... Uh, Rounded, I suppose. We'll go with that. We'll, we'll go with the rounded in, in this sense. But I, I like that very much. He's very much a, a, a master teaching a student uh, in this episode and, and trying to impart the bit of wisdom that he does have because he, because of his arrogance and overconfidence in pre previous uh, adventures, has led to some mistakes. And he knows that. And as he as he's tried to empathize with, with Ahsoka earlier in the episode. So one of the scenes we didn't talk about yet was, was Ahsoka... Uh, visiting Admiral Yularen uh, in the, in the infirmary, uh, he's unconscious. You know, got the head wrap going on. Probably some kind of concussion happening, and 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 her apologies and and her uh, regret at at the decisions she made, and uh, that that comes into play in 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 one of our big scenes where where Ahsoka, uh, you know, begins is trying to get her confidence back. Comes up with a strategy. Comes up with a plan. Uh, but Rex and the other clones on board the bridge, not quite sure it's the move to make. Uh, but Ahsoka asserts herself and then is reinforced by the return of Admiral Yularen. And I'm going to play that scene now, too, because I think that's a really strong one, too. So let's let's listen to Ahsoka's plan 
and and again remember the, the way she talks the way she says these lines there's you know you can tell the hesitancy on her on her part still concerned that if this doesn't work people are going to die so she she's is there's a little hesitance there and i think the the clones pick up on that i think rex and particularly this this uh, bridge commander this bridge officer pick up on that and they they want it they want a plan that inspi- that is a uh, less unorthodox and and uh ahsoka makes her thoughts on that opinion known and i i really like that so let's go ahead and play this one out sir even if skywalker is successful and destroys the battleship how will we stand up to the combined firepower of the remaining frigates i thought about that and well i have an idea go ahead commander if we took the Resolute and angled her hull against the incoming frigates, the bridge and hangar deck would be relatively safe from their attack. We could draw them in and then use the bombers to outflank them. The bombers would be too fast and they would be trapped. Hmm. I'm not sure about this, Commander. I... I think... If we were certain, the shields would hold. Perhaps a different strategy. We need to take more time and plan. No! We don't have any more time! Master Skywalker needs me now. He needs us now. The commander is right. I know this strategy is very bold, but these circumstances call for drastic measures. Then the strategy will work, sir? Well, will it? Yes, it will. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Hey, and surprise, surprise. That bold strategy does work, Cotton. And and Ahsoka's plan comes off without a hitch. Separatist forces are crushed under the heel of Ahsoka Tano. Okay, not quite the same thing. But you know what I mean. She's able to... Uh, the plan works. They invert the ship. They launch the, the Y-Wing bombers. They blow the crap out of the Separatist forces. And and, and Anakin gets to watch from the joy of a pod. The, it, it, the funny scene is when, knowing he's beaten uh, the, the Separatist commander, uh, Martok, uh, just ev- evacuates, leaves the battle droids there. It's like, I'm, I'm out of here. See y'all later. That's a pretty amusing scene. I gave me a little bit of a chuckle. Apparently, uh, there's some there's some kind of uh, r- scuttlebutt about that, about how uh, initially that commander was going to die with the uh, with the separatist forces on the fleet, but I guess uh, Lucas took a shining to that particular character and was like, you know what? Let's just have him uh, make it out on an escape pod. And I don't recall if we see that that commander come back later on in the series, but uh, that is something we are going to keep our eye out for uh, as as we move forward here. So yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's play like the last little sound clip as as General Kenobi's forces move in and we get ready for the next phase of the Ryloth uh, saga here. Let's play it out. Ahsoka, this is Obi-Wan. May we begin our landing? Yes, Master. You're cleared for ground assault. I won't even ask where the rest of Anakin's fleet is, or why he's in an escape pod. That's probably for the best. Rex, that reminds me. Send a shuttle to pick up Master Skywalker. Okay, there we go. And that, that pretty much wraps up the episode. They come pick up Anakin, and we go to the next phase of the... the uh, Battle for Ryloth, essentially, and uh, again, I like this episode quite a bit. Uh, it, it's a strong seven and a half for me. Good, solid action stuff in there. Uh, great development for for Ahsoka as as she faces her first real hurdle uh, as as a as a Jedi Knight, and uh, is is sort of uh, called on her 
overconfidence and and uh, and her the, the 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 overwhelming belief in her own abilities and in the face of overwhelming odds and that's not always the case that's not always going to work out for you uh again a, a very big first step for that character in, in becoming the jedi that we see her become by the end of the series and the jedi that we meet in season two of the mandalorian and oh boy what a fun one i really am looking forward to getting into these next uh these next two chapters i really enjoyed this ryloth arc and uh we'll talk more about ryloth and the, and the twilight twi'leks themselves uh, in a, in a future episode, probably, there's probably a special, uh, Bantha Drax coming down the road. We're going to start examining, uh, some of the cool alien, alien species of the Star Wars galaxy. And, uh, we're gonna start profiling, uh, Jedi, the, not in the bad way, just giving, like, more like a profiles in courage, Jedi Knights. And we'll start breaking down some more of the history and some of the more of the lore surrounding some of our favorite Jedi Knights from this Clone Wars era, uh, including, uh, perennial fan favorite, Mace Windu. Uh, so, so get ready for those those sort of episodes coming soon as well. We got a lot of a lot of a lot of exciting things work we're we're planning out here for the for the summer months, during Clone Wars. During during Clone Wars, not not the actual Clone Wars are not going on outside my window. I apologize. That was a bit of a m misleading statement. But we got a lot of exciting things to uh, supplement our coverage of of Star Wars: The Clone Wars as as we continue to re to uh, revisit this this great series and and just have a really good time with it. So. I want to thank you all for checking it out, uh, staying with me, and and being uh, so incredibly supportive and wonderful. It means the world to me. I, I would do the show if, if no one was listening. Well, maybe if one person was listening, I would still continue doing the show. But the fact that we have a what I consider to be a nice a nice sized audience uh, is, is just completely endearing to me. And I thank you all so much for the support. Uh, and but again, hit me up. Find me on social media. It's at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me. It's MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Those are the best ways to reach out, support the show. Uh, another way to support the show, give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, uh, get write us a review. Give us the five stars, the five-star treatment. And we give you the five-star treatment in return. Because uh, that's, 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 that's how this works. We're all friends here. And, and I don't know what other... I mean, obviously, I know the other podcasting platforms, but uh, the, only a few of them let, let you, you know, rate and review shows. So that Apple Podcast is uh, pretty important. But we are on so many of your other favorite platforms. We have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, and so many, many more. And uh, the list will continue to grow. We we will continue to submit and get on as many platforms as humanly possible. It's going to be exciting. It's an exciting time right now. I'm so excited we're to this Ryloth arc. Uh, get ready because it's going to be a fun one, and we may even uh, crank these out a tad faster just because I want to. I want to get the. I want to get these three Ryloth episodes in, <laughs> and then we'll get. To, we're going to wrap up the season early, so we're going to have some time to get some other content in uh, before the Bad Batch starts. So brace yourselves for that. Brace for impact. You know, you know what I mean. But keep your bucket on. It's always safer just to keep your bucket on because you never know when you'll have an impact. <laughs> With that being said, there is only one way to end this podcast, but I'm going to tell you one thing first. My name is Tom. This is the Mandovision Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And again, there is only one way this podcast can end. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>